Hi, everybody, and welcome to This Ocean Life Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Peterson. Today's episode is brought to us by our good friends at Burnout Sun Care, a family-owned company that specializes in chemical-free, environmentally friendly, and reef-safe sunscreens. Check them out online at burnoutsun.com. Now, today in episode number 48, we speak with Jalou Langerie, a three-time female world kite surfing champion and overall strong woman of the water. Jalou shares with us her stories of growing up on the coast of Holland, finding her love of surfing and kiting in the rugged North Sea. We hear of Jalou's focus on competing at the top level of women's kiteboarding in the world, her love of traveling the world and riding new water, and the camaraderie amongst male and female competitors on the world tour. Jalou shares with us some of her favorite waves and stories of epic sessions in places like Mauritius, Morocco, and South Africa, all while maintaining a very humble perspective on life and family. We talk about being active in multiple sports such as SUP and foiling to maintain stoke overall for her core passion of kiting. A lot of really great things about kiteboarding and traveling the world. So thanks to Jalou for sharing with us. Thanks to you all for being here. And let's all get out in the water as soon as we possibly can and do something great for the ocean and something even better for each other. With that, let's get into the ocean life of Jalou Lingerie. Hi, Jalou. Welcome to the podcast today. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm really stoked to talk with you. Uh, you're, uh, you're doing a lot of really cool, radical things in the kite these days, traveling the world, and a lot of cool stories that I'm really excited to, uh, to have you share today. Yeah, any, any questions? All questions are welcome. <laughs> cool. So um, where I wanted to start was, I saw this really, right now today as we speak, you're in Cape Town in South Africa. And there's this really epic sh- picture you have on Instagram of you uh, ripping this big left at a place called Scarborough. And it's this kind of mutating sort of overhead kind of funky wave. And you're just absolutely just destroying the face of this thing, um, like full on power surfing. It's a really epic shot. So if you would start with that place, Scarborough, it looks like a pretty cool place to ride, but also just Cape Town in general, why you're there and, uh, you know, what it's all about for you right now. Yeah, so Cape Town um, has been a place I've been traveling to every single winter. Um, my parents were the first ones who took us here uh, back in 2005, I think. And ever since, me and my brother, as he's also a professional kite surfer, we've been traveling back to Cape, Cape Town ever since. Uh-huh. Um, it's just because we just love the lifestyle here. It's relatively cheap for us to live here. And it's just also good, you know, you have great food. Um, you have so many great activities. Um, it's almost windy every single day. There's good waves. You have beautiful mountains, nice people. So, yeah, I can keep going, but this yeah. country is just amazing. It's epic. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, it's, it's really, really fun. We actually missioned to go to Scarborough today um, as there wasn't any wind here in Blauberg where mm-hmm. we are staying. Um, but we got a little bit unlucky. We arrived and there wasn't really a beautiful wave i was kind of hoping for something what you explained on the picture but it wasn't really there today so uh yeah we were a bit bummed but yeah that place is amazing it's it looks beautiful for the photo but once you go out it's pretty hectic as the wind blows straight offshore and um it doesn't hold too many people and it's pretty popular there's windsurfers there's skiders so you kind of have to fight a little bit for your wave and you're right in front of the rocks as well so if something goes wrong you need to well Try yeah. and get your stuff together and, okay, focus on and see if you have any friends around that can maybe help you out. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I totally love that spot. It's just awesome and it gives you that proper adrenaline rush, which you, what I sometimes need as I'm 
dining for so many years already. Right, right. No, it looks rad. I mean, it looks, looks like a fun place. It's, it's that gnarly wave. There's rocks, you know, um, behind you, inside of you, uh, kind of all over. It looks like a pretty rad spot. But one thing, too, that is that I've also, as looking at more shots of you, uh, kite surfing is, and back to that kind of idea of power surfing, I mean, you're just absolutely ripping this wave. And in so many other shots, you have this really neat style of just, I characterize it as like power surfing, you know. Um, I come from the surfing background and so see a lot of that and always mm. really admired it. So let's kind of transition into your today. Like you just a few months back won your third world kite surfing title, right? Yeah, I'm super excited. Yeah, I'm so stoked. Yeah, it's, it's been awesome to be uh, be on tour and uh, have like a proper tour and actually having a, a mix between NY wave riding and strapless freestyle. Um, usually back in the days, it was just focused on wave riding. But now there we are doing tricks on uh, boards with the uh, noseless. Yeah. Uh, and they're and they want us to do all kind of rotations and stuff so we can take the tour to any kind of spot so we can arrive and if the if there's no waves at least they can run it and we can do uh, some other stuff right. so it's a whole different thing within the tour but uh yeah it makes you uh, nice and all around and uh yeah it's a bit difficult sometimes because it's not 100 percent my discipline right. i rather do like the power surfing, as you were saying, yeah. then having to ride the flat water and do the jumping with a surfboard. Right. But this year you won the title and you did both disciplines. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. got it. Okay, cool. So take us through that. I mean, is it, it's a year, it's a tour. So you're going from place to place, spot to spot, like normal tours, different countries. Um, and so when you land there and you get in, you don't really know, or, or do you know what discipline between one day to the next, like maybe there's swell and today you're going to surf maybe the swell dies and tomorrow you have to pull out a different board and do the other discipline. How does, does it change kind of that rapidly day to day? Um, well, usually they try to stick, uh, once we are there and we look at the condition and the first day they would usually stick to the one discipline. Mm -hmm. So, okay, we see waves, we're going to have waves, but then in Morocco, um, they kind of changed a little bit like 80% wave, 20% freestyle, and then you had to mix it in. So sometimes you have to do, two disciplines in one heat. Oh, so wow. then you also have to like focus on both disciplines. That's even, even harder. I'd rather have it like pure freestyle or pure wave, but not both of them because it's so hard that you're like, oh, there's a perfect wave. Oh, should I ride or should I do a trick off the back yeah. of this wave? You know, yeah. so you're a bit like, oh, what am I going to do? So that's, that's pretty, pretty hard. Um, but yeah, it's actually good fun. At least they have uh, more possibilities to run the event with all kinds of conditions. So that's that's the good thing of it. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Um, it's not like a surf contest where if there's no swell, people just sit around the beach and wait for a couple of days. It's like if there's some wind, you guys can go out and, and change it up. So you mentioned you're stronger in your mind with the surfing. Um, what do you think really about your skill set in the water of kiting helped you win the title this year? I mean, was it did you have more days surfing and that's kind of your strength? Or were you able to, as you mentioned, those di days when you had to surf, one, like you're out there and you, do I catch this wave and rip that thing? Or do I then try to launch off and do a trick? What about your skills in the water do you think really helped you basically pull out the victory this year and win the, win the whole title? Um, well, I think it all starts with a really strong will and a good mindset. Um, as we haven't had like a solid tour for a couple years, oh. um, and now the tour was because we have like some struggles sometimes. Uh, kiting is still like kind of niche sometimes, and it's hard to like pull it all together and get the right sponsors and the right budget to make the tour work. Um, so we had a proper tour, and I was kind of 
the years before I was kind of waiting for it to be a solid tour again. And I just knew, okay, it's going to be a full tour. I'm going to, I want to compete and I want to at least end up on the podium. This is kind of the, the mindset I put mm -hmm. for myself. And then I just have to be very harsh for myself. And I wasn't expecting on the end of this season that I was actually going to take first. Yeah. But yeah, I think I just find the right, right rhythm and, I actually put quite a lot of effort in this strapless freestyle because we had quite a lot of stops with this strapless freestyle uh, included in the events, um, which, yeah, which got me, um, uh, which really gave me the right mission. Like I would go to competitions like maybe 10 days or a week before just to train, to get to know the conditions and just be so focused and in my own zone and knowing what I'm capable of and yeah. seeing the other girls ride. And yeah, that gave me really that boost of and believing in myself, like I can actually do this. Yeah, right on. So you were able to get to each location a little bit early, feel the water, feel the wind, feel the waves, get yourself in that mindset where you are very confident in what you're doing and need to do in that location each time. So talk about some of the locations. Where does the tour take you around the world? Um, well, we've been starting off in Cabo Verde in Sol. Mm. Um, after that, we went to Morocco. Uh, we went to Portugal. Um, there was one in Tarifa, in Spain. Um, another one in Fuerteventura, but was that was just men orientated. And then we also went to Brazil and to Australia. So mm. we travel quite a bit, like yeah. in a in a year in a year on tour. Right, right. But and it's exciting, you know. It's like a big family and you travel around and it's just so much fun. And you learn so much with like riding with the other other guys and the other girls. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it feels just great like to, to be there and share the same passion uh, with these people. That's cool. And so talk about like that aspect of it all, the camaraderie um, within like the women on the tour and then between you and you know, women and men as well it sounds like it's one kind of big family everybody's traveling you go to the same spots you see each other talk about like the women in that you ride compete against but also hang out with and really support i mean is there a really strong kind of camaraderie and friendly competition amongst you all kind of pushing pu helping each other push your your limits and do as good as you can yeah there's definitely always a good vibe like we are good friends uh, on and off the water but of course once we hear the horn for the yeah. heat we're all like in our own zone mm -hmm. and we're trying yeah of course to beat each other and yeah, there's always a little bit of rivalry but I think that's good because that's that yeah. makes you a competitor and uh, yeah it's just so fun to see all these people from different nationalities and like guys coming from the poorest countries and like managing to get a sponsor to get them on oh, tour wow. and actually see them blossom and like grow into the athlete they are they are today and yeah, it's just we all just have such a different backgrounds and it's so special to get all this this kind of group of people all together at this one location and then we just try to make the best out of it and if there is the end of the competition we'll all have like a blast, we'll have a party with each other cool. and yeah, it's just, it's like if I wouldn't be on tour anymore, this is one of the things that I would really miss because yeah. I just really like the people on tour. Right. Oh, that's very cool. Very cool. It's like a big, giant, extended family that you're able to like rely on and help each other out and everything. That That's really cool. Um, now, now, this yeah. is, as mentioned, your third world title. You won your first one in 2012 and another one in 2015. So it seems like you're on this every three-year pattern right now. Um, but you mentioned, too, that the tour um, it's hasn't been real consistent. So um, – Talk about, I guess, start with 
the early, the first victory in 2012, you know, which is six years ago. Um, and then the other one in 2015, talk about those. Uh, yeah. So the first, the first one in 2012 was, I think for me, the most special one, of course it was the first one. And it was also for me, um, a change because I used to be a freestyle rider. So more on the, the wakeboard mm. style kind of board. So I used to do competition in that, in that a lot. Um, but I was never very consistent. Uh, and at one point I kind of lost the love for what I was doing. I wasn't mm. improving anymore and I kind of overdid what I was doing. I was just kiting too much. And well, you know, if you do something too much, you're yeah. just going to kill your, your passion for mm -hmm. it. So I kind of felt that that was happening to me. And, uh, so I stopped competing for a while and then I started doing free riding and I started to make some movies and hmm. yeah, try to find my flow back. Um, and then every year, of course, I was still coming to Cape Town and there was great waves and it wouldn't be great for a twin tip. So I would take out my waveboard and I started just wave riding and I thought, Hey, this actually be super fun. Hmm. And I already surfed a bit and I just started to do it more and more and I was like, wow, this is really, really so cool. And then there was actually a tour happening uh, that season already. And I, and I was kind of looking at it from, from, uh, from the side just to see how it was going, who was competing. And I was like, okay, I'm going to give myself one year to focus on this new discipline, which is wave riding. And then next year, I would like to do the whole tour. And then I'm going to set myself a goal that I want to be on the end of 2012. I want to be on that podium. Mm. Yeah. So what I did, I traveled to uh, to all these magical world class waves. So I went to Mauritius. Yeah. I spent a lot of the, a lot of time there to understand the wave. This is a really heavy, strong, fast wave. Afterwards, I went to Indonesia. Um, I spent some time in Maui as well to train mm -hmm. on my backhand and. I just tried to ride as many waves as possible so that I wouldn't um, have any surprises once I was going to be on tour. So yeah. I felt ready for it. So then in 2012, we started off in Portugal. And that was also the time where um, they switched from riding with straps to riding without straps. And I was yeah. training that season before with the straps, you know, and I was feeling super confident and I could like, you know, you could always make the section because right. uh, if it was crumbly, it didn't matter. You just went bang and yeah. you, could, you could still make it. And then there was the first, I saw the girls without the straps. And I was like, oh man, damn, I totally missed that. <laughs> There's nobody with the straps. So I was a bit like nervous about the whole thing. And, uh, and I was struggling because it was also my backhand and it was the wind was slightly onshore, which makes it pretty difficult when yeah. you're backside and wave riding. Um, so in the end, we didn't have enough wind to finish that contest. So I was kind of lucky on that one. Yeah. I did run two, two heats. Uh, I won my first, I think, and the second one, I think I lost or got canceled because the wind wasn't enough. So that was kind of lucky one. And afterwards we went to Mauritius and I already went there like in my year uh, of training. Yeah, yeah. And we had one of the biggest swells that I've ever seen in my life. Really? And I can remember myself calling my mom and literally crying because I was like, mom, I seriously don't know how I have to ride this wave. <laughs> I said, it's so big, like you'll be out in the water and it will be just massive mountains and I'll be in the middle and I couldn't see the beach. So Whoa. big. Wow. So big it was. Yeah. And it was like for a girl from Holland, you know, it's yeah. pretty much flat in Holland. Right. We don't have much swell. So <laughs> I was very intimidated by what I saw. Um, 
but I kind of got my stuff together. Somebody borrowed me a board, which was made for, for bigger waves. And I started to feel a little bit more comfortable. And, um, yeah. And then I went into that contest, like starting riding my first heat with the straps because I just felt so comfortable yeah. and I was, it was pretty big and messy. Mm -hmm. So I had a good heat with the straps. I'm like, okay, I got this, I got this. And then I made it to my next round. And then, yeah, obviously I, I had a, another girl, she was without the straps and, they normally give more points if you're without the straps yeah, got it. than if you're with the straps. But if you rip like twice as hard with the straps, yeah. you will still win. Right, right. So I was like, okay, I can't take the game. I'm going to take them off. Yeah. So I took them off and it all felt like super new to me and it was all like super sketchy. But I started to find the right rhythm and the wave was starting to clean out. And yeah, I just had, just had some really good rides and I had the, the best time in my life. I, yeah. think, I, I think I ended up being second or third there in that event. No, I think second in that event. And yeah, it was just, it was amazing. Right. So it was super, super cool. Oh, that and then we kept, killer, we kept yeah. going to Maui and right. we went to Ireland and um, where else did we go? No, I think that was, I think we had four stops that year. Yeah. So yeah, it was an amazing tour. It was super fun. And that year, um, at that time it was called the KSP hmm. and that tour was completely focused on wave riding. So we will have 10 days and we will just wait until the best conditions oh, uh, yeah. pop up and then we would ride. So that was actually a really good concept. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I just had a, had an amazing time being on that tour. Right, right. And, yeah, it was super fun. Yeah. So, and we scored. <laughs> yeah, sounds like it. I mean, so are those waves, I mean, yeah. are, you pull, are you getting barreled? I mean, what's, what, is, what are the judges looking for? Is it like similar to nor like surfing contests where it's, you know, technical? technical moves it's getting barrel length of ride wave selection all that i mean is it is very similar yeah, in, in sort of much. yeah 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 it's very much the same exactly yeah you need to like kind of connect your wave stay close to the critical section of the wave mm -hmm. of course try to get vertical if you can get a barrel of course it scores a lot of points so yeah, yeah it's very similar to surfing yeah gotcha so that's 2012 and then was there a gap in the tour between that and 2015 or did the tour continue and you kept on it and then 2015 got back to the, to the top of the podium again? No, the, 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 the year after we did have, uh, have a tour, um, but then there was uh, another girl winning the tour. Mm -hmm. and, and then afterwards we had a bit of difficulties with the tour as well. So it got a bit funny with finding the right sponsors and then there was different tours uh, competing against each other to get like the license to like give away for uh, yeah. world champion. It's all a bit complicated. I think we shouldn't yeah, like get, get into that too much yeah, because yeah. it's not very fun to listen <laughs> yeah, to. Yeah, no, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a lot of political stuff, you know, it's yep. like, oh, yeah. it always goes like that. Yeah. That happens. But then 2015 yeah. came around and you basically yeah, that was you also, took it again. That was also a bit of a weird, that was also a bit of a weird way because there was at that time there was two tours and the one only managed to do one stop and the other also did one stop so we only had two stops and they mixed uh, the two tours together to give a real title so 2015 yeah. is a real title but it doesn't feel yeah. as strong as the 2012 and the and yeah. 2018 i got gotcha. you yeah gotcha gotcha yeah. <laughs> cool. yeah, it's a bit complicated maybe if you yep. listen to it <laughs> but you can claim it anyway even if it was only two yeah. stops you can claim it man you were the best one out there both <laughs> times so that's cool um so back to like mauritius and just big waves in general i mean what what are you in terms of your own interests in kiteboarding? If you could pick a wave that you would just ride, 
what does that look like? I mean, you're a goofy footer, so I th- it looks like lefts are probably your 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 pick. You know, usually that's true. Um, but what, what describe that perfect wave that if you could ride it every day, what that would look like? Well, um, if I could pick a wave, uh, I think I would always pick a different one mm-hmm. because I think I will get too bored too quick if it's mm-hmm. always the same. Uh, but if I have the choice, I love it when it's like maybe I don't like it when it's when it gets too big. I just kind of like like three three meter mm-hmm. three plus. I think it's good, and especially when it's uh, slightly offshore, so I can stall the kite and I can just let it run. Because uh, yeah. normally, when the wind is a bit more side, you need to work your kite, mm-hmm. and with a bit of side off, it stays clean, and you can leave it run, and then. It's just nice. It starts easy, and then the waves kind of builds, and it gets nice and steep. So you can do like a really good hack. Yeah. And then I hope that it can end off with a barrel section. Yeah. <laughs> and then you can end up because if you crash, that you end up in the channel, which is then nice because with a kite it can be pretty hectic if you get tangled in your lines or whatsoever. So yeah. If we can build a wave like that. I will be very happy. <laughs> right, right. But I'm looking at just like recent shots of you, you know, surfing waves with your kite. And it looks like primarily you're not right using straps. You're just foot on top of the board. I mean, is that basically how it is now for you? Just with your, your, yeah, your wave Yeah, pretty riding? much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's all strapless riding, what we're doing these days. And it's also because um, that is where the whole, all the riders were pushing it. Hmm. Um, I do sometimes think about the days uh, with the straps because yeah it's just so cool you can imagine that you can kind of jump out of the wave do a 360 and then back in and like you're um it's still possible now with strapless but it's just a lot harder and uh what i said earlier with straps you can sometimes just make those impossible sessions possible yeah yeah. sections yep Um, but yeah i'm so used to riding strapless right now and it feels super natural to me now yeah yeah got it so so take us back to i mean you're as you mentioned you're from holland you grew up i think and you'll tell me but on the north sea where it's not brazil it's not cape town it's very different but talk about growing up you mentioned you started traveling to cape town when you were young with your family um but talk about growing up on the you know on the coast of holland and how you got into kiting and surfing and just the ocean in general yeah well um so i grew up in northwijk which is a small coastal village um, about 30 minutes uh, south of Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and yeah, I was a kid, you know, I loved all different kinds of sports and I did try a lot of different sports, but I, I never stayed with a sport for longer than a couple months and then I got bored and I, I wanted something different. Uh, and as I mentioned, I have an older brother, his name is Kevin. Um, he started kiting uh, two years before me mm-hmm. and I used to join him and his friends to go on the beach and we would fly kites and get one of those, you know, those buggies and we would sit oh, in yeah. them when the wind was onshore and we go like cool. over the beach and the dogs will be chasing us. And, <laughs> um, yeah. And then we also picked up surfing and bodyboarding. So we're all, ever since I, I got into some kind of water sport, I was already sold. Yeah. And I just loved what I was seeing, what my brother and his friends were doing that they were out on the beach and, getting dragged by these kites and then I saw them jump and I was I was just fascinated I was like I just want to be what they are Mm -hmm. they are you know I want to be able to fly like they do so it's always been a very man orientated thing you know I'm always been looking at the guys because they were doing the cool stuff and um now while my brother was already kiting for two years and then he kind of taught me because the sport actually just started popping up um in my hometown it was 
pretty new, you know, it was 2002. Yeah. Uh, I was 12 years old and yeah, he was teaching me these two little kids like hanging on the kite and yeah. And then, yeah, I practiced quite a lot and I, I really remember very well that I managed to make my first couple of meters. And once I had that feeling that I was kiting from the one bay to the other side, I yeah. was just like, Whoa, uh. this is it. <laughs> and ever since I've spent every every windy minute I've yeah. been spending on the beach and yeah I had a luxury position you know can jump on my bike in five minutes I was on the beach nice we have a great great local surf club which mm -hmm. was my second home and yeah it's just been a great journey to yeah live your life like this and have the opportunity to be so close to the water and yeah ever since like and then I was 14 and that was the first time when I started competing in the nationals mm. Um, and I won that one and that's also the year when I first started doing international contests and that's kind of how it all started and of course I wouldn't have never been where I am now if I didn't have the support of my parents yeah they were always super supportive and they loved what they were seeing and it was a new and kind of dangerous sport you yeah. know back in the days right. the guys didn't have the right power and the guys would drag you over the beach <laughs> and if it went wrong it went seriously wrong <laughs> so you really had to be like uh paying attention all the time and yeah they they took us to every holiday they will took us to windy places we will go to greece or yeah. they'll take us wow and even though they came, took us to all the way to cape town and yeah it's been awesome to have them and even now they actually just arrived yesterday here oh, in cape cool. town they know their way around they're coming back every year just oh, to cool. hang out with us see us kite and yeah yeah it's just it's been it's been really good yeah cool so are they water people like did your mom and dad are they also in the ocean growing up i mean is this part of their whole lifestyle too no not really it's actually so funny everybody always asks me but they yeah my dad don't, don't even like water <laughs> and my my mom is like mm, yeah she's okay i think she'll be able to kite but she never pushed through right my mom and dad were those people when windsurfing uh became hot they had one of those huge boards right. in this little cell yeah, that they would go her. on the sunny days, yeah. you know, and they would just like yeah. <laughs> cruise around. But yeah, they're really sporty though, but they're not too much into water sports. Yeah, yeah, that's cool that you guys are keeping it family, like they're coming down to visit in Cape Town and everything. That's that's really cool. So, yeah. you know, growing up in the North Sea, I've never been, but I'm guessing it's pretty cold. It's not real like tropical. <laughs> when was the first time you actually hit like warm tropical water as a kid? Do you remember that? Um, well, real tropical, I think that was back in 2015, because uh, we had a competition which was called the Red Bull King of the Air, um, and they were used to do qualifiers in every country, and the winners mm. of each country would win flights to Maui, Hawaii, to, to do the big final over there. And uh, I was 15 years old when I won that flight to Maui. Oh, nice. And that was the first time for me in like seriously tropical and being able to fly so far yeah. over the globe to get there. Right. Um, so yeah, I was like, I was uh, like so happy. I couldn't believe what I was seeing, the temperature, the people, oh. everybody driving around with the boards on the roof and yeah, for coming from Holland, this was like seriously a big yeah, thing for me. That must have and been meeting Rob epic. and meeting Robbie Nash and oh, yeah. having like a massive day on Hokipa. Like yeah. 
it's such a small beach you probably know and the big waves were rolling in and the lifeguards were coming to check are you sure you want to go out because some girls might think they're going to drown i was like yes i came all the way from holland yeah i'm going (laughs) yeah it's a small little girl yeah it was so empty and yeah so it was really good yeah oh that's so cool um so you're also so kiteboarding is your key thing, but you mentioned you're surfing. I've seen some shots of you on the SUP, et cetera. So talk about those other disciplines that you mentioned, and I agree with this. You know, when you do, when you do one thing, you tend to you can kind of get burned out on it. It's nice to see see the waves different, see the water different, whether it's surfing, prone surfing, or SUP surfing, or just maybe going for a paddle. So so just talk about how you fit those other activities into your kind of your day to day. Yeah, I kind of wake up and look out of the window and then I kind of yeah. make make my decision. So, yeah, this morning it was pretty quiet and we made a mission to Scarborough. It wasn't that great. We came back, there was a little wave and we went surf foiling. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's just I'm trying to pick up these new things. Like a couple of years ago, I started windsurfing as well just to give mm. myself uh, that new challenge. Um, because I'm just the kind of person that gets bored really quick and I feel like I always need to keep triggering myself to do other stuff. Uh, um, so yeah, and I just love the balance. Like I literally love it when it's not windy. Like I love kiting, but Mm -hmm. some days I just love it when there's no wind so I can go hike or I can just enjoy a nice without being stressed out. Oh, where is it windy? Do I have to drive? Do I have to work or do I have to shoot? Yeah. So for me, it's, it's good to like, slow it down sometimes yeah yeah i saw some shots too and people listening my like audience probably sick of me hearing this but uh are hearing me say this about the foiling right it's like it's one of my new obsessions it's a lot of people's new obsessions i see some shots of you on the foil as well um so just talk about that i mean you know that that kind of sensation and, and flow of being kind of flying over the water instead of kind of touching on it you know talk about foiling for you what's that like yeah, I know. the first time I had a proper ride on the foil, I was like, wow, this is the only thing I want to do. <laughs> I just felt like I was, it felt, feels so good. It's so quiet and so yeah. peaceful. I started off learning it on the kite and I you quickly kind of got good in it. I could do like little circles and stuff and that was cool. Um, but as I was saying, I got bored quick. So now we, we started doing some towing behind another kiter. So there'll be a kiter, we put a toe and then with the foil behind and then we will just go out when it's very windy and we will just let go and foil the windswell. Yeah, oh, that's cool. This is awesome and Cape Town is actually perfect for it. You have these uh, trade winds and they start blowing uh, like to 30 knots or something and then we we go out and then the the windswell is like almost up to like a meter. Yeah. And then you just let go and you just connect one after the other and you just run for like hundreds of meters and you're just like screaming and you're like the happiest person ever. And wow. yeah, I feel like I get a lot of energy of doing these new kind of stuff. Like it could feel so windy on your ears and stuff, but the foil just glides oh, yeah. and it's like silence. You're like I know. through the water. Yeah, it is yeah. strange. Like yeah. um, where I am in Santa Cruz in California, the water's cold and my ears are kind of bad. So I wear earplugs. And when I foil, you know, when you're surfing, yeah, there you go. Keep the cold out. And, you know, it's already a different feeling in your ears when you're wearing plugs in general on a wave. But when you're foiling, it's, as you know, it's like this, it's almost eerily quiet. It's almost so super quiet, you know, because you're already wearing earplugs. Plus the foil makes no sound. It it always kind of trips me out. But how, how that part of like hearing is so much different with the foil. But back to what you guys are doing. So I'm just curious. So you get towed. 
you go offshore, you get towed by another kiter, you let go, you're foiling. At some point, maybe you fall or you need to stop. What do you do then? Do you just paddle and try to get into another wave or does the kite person pick you back up or how do you keep going? Yeah, we actually, we just do a massive downwind there. So the person that tows you just stays around you and whenever you fall off, you pick the you get the bar back and then he pulls yeah. you back out. And then Got we it. even change, we even change kites. So I'll be wearing a harness when I'm foiling and then ever when I'm tired or when my legs are burning too much, we switch the kite over and then the other person gets out. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That sounds but like so we fun. Also, this, this summer, uh, I meant, uh, I managed to do, um, uh, two people on the foil, one kite, kiter on the foil yeah. and the other one getting towed on the foil so you don't actually have to do those downwinder but you can stay upwind because you yeah. go so quick upwind wow but this is this is pretty sketchy though like it's yeah. it's it's hard but yeah it's fun at least you don't have to you know put a car like 25 kilometers yeah, downwind right. or whatsoever so, yeah. yeah no that's that's the thing where we are too we have this nice coastline and the downwinding is, is epic but that's always a challenge of like shuttling leaving a car jumping out you know doing all that um, yeah. so I also saw this cool picture. I'm always fascinated on people just having straight up fun in the water. And one of the other things that we have here with, with my family is a, is a sub squash, the big giant inflatable SUP. And I saw you guys, this is a few years back. I think there's like eight of you on this sub squash, which is as folks know, it's like a 15 foot, 14 foot long, five foot wide inflatable SUP. But you guys had a couple people holding kites. Like you were actually kite sub squatching with a whole crew yeah. of people what, talk <laughs> yeah, about that. Right. that i'd never seen that that looked like way way too much fun yeah that was so much fun yeah there was two guys towing us all the way out at big bay is one of the spots here uh, in cape town and it was a solid day huh? it was pretty really? big but the guys were really good like connecting and like talking to each other to get the don't get the kites tangles and then we just waited for the biggest set and the guy started steering the kite and we were all perfectly in balance, <laughs> sitting low. And then once we were on the wave, we all stood up and we were like, woo! And we definitely crashed like a couple of times. Well, we did manage to like surf it all the way to the beach at one point. Oh. But yeah, this was also like a crazy thing, but it was so much fun. Oh yeah, it really is so much fun. Yeah. Like, yeah, and I think people like, you could look, you could see, if you haven't done it, you could see people doing it and go, yeah, that looks pretty fun. But when you do it and you're like shoulder to shoulder with people and you're all laughing like little kids riding a wave on that thing, there's it's something about it. It's just insanely fun, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It's so fun, yeah. So yeah, I can do so many things in the ocean that, that are yeah, so fun. Dead on. So you have the right crew together and then yeah. you can make anything fun. Yeah, that's right. It's super special. So, so kind of touch on that as well. I mean, part of it, as you mentioned, you're traveling all over the place. Um, you have a crew, not just of you know, other fellow and female kite, kite boarders uh, on the tour, but just sounds like you're just traveling, having some fun. And one of the spots that you, that I'm interested in is Morocco, where you describe, uh, I think on Facebook a little bit, you guys just basically did some exploration on uh, Morocco, you're camping and everything, and you found some pretty rad spots in the water and on land. So just talk about that a little bit. Morocco is one of those places where a lot of people go. I've never been. That sounds just kind of still mysterious, rugged, wild. Um, talk about that, your recent, you know, your, your times there. Yeah, Morocco uh, is always fun. It kind of starts working once the season is done here in Cape Town. So I'll fly back at the end of March and usually in April, April, March, Morocco starts to fire up because mm-hmm. uh, that's when the wind starts picking up. And we usually always have a stop there for the tour. So I've been traveling there almost every spring. I will uh. go there. 
And this time we were invited, or we were, I was just like two weeks before the contest. And then uh, we decided to do a little camping trip. And we just started driving and exploring. And it's so crazy because not every every road just leads to the ocean, you know. We had to go through the desert with some proper cars. And yeah, it was just super cool to explore some more of the, that coastline because there is literally not nothing and that makes me wonder how many more spots there are yeah. unexplored like we're all sitting on this one spot and we're all getting right. angry to get and try to get away but man if you want i think you can find so many unexplored beautiful ways and it's also kind of my mission you know i like going new places and exploring a bit and not going where all the crowd goes of course if you don't have much time, it's easy to go to a place where you know it's going to be good. But the whole exploring and the whole story you can make around it is just awesome. Yeah. And yeah, just the, the camping there, you know, it was it was awesome. You know, we, we took some food. We made some tagine. And yeah. in the morning, we make in the same tagine pot, we make some eggs. And yeah, it was just so chill to, to be out there, like underneath the stars. And you wake up by the wind. And yeah. you go for a great kite. And you find the perfect right-hander. And it just peels forever it wasn't really? huge but we still had like a great time and yeah yeah that that makes me want to explore a lot more <laughs> right and you guys found a, a pretty good wave you mentioned that right hander like and there was just you and your crew right and just laughing trading waves with nobody else around yeah there weren't too many people at that point no yeah, no yeah. It, it was it was it was known a bit like that people knew about the spot but at that point we were like just with like probably five people on the water and yeah, yeah that's what oh, you want cool. that, that those are the most uh, rememberable uh, sessions for me you know that yeah. you're like oh yeah just with your best mates and then you're just having such a blast on the water catching wave after wave and having somebody oh, yeah. on the beach that films you so you can make actually something nice out of it and yeah yeah it's been great i'm i'm actually looking forward to go back to morocco and maybe uh, this april yeah. to set something up again and explore a bit more right on yeah that's what it's all about and that's probably why you we all got into it in the first place is just fun in the water and then when you there's this allure and this kind of almost obsession with finding new fun places you know taking what you do in the water to a whole new area that you've never seen you don't know you don't know what to expect and some days it's you don't find anything. You get totally skunked. But other days, like with you guys, you you totally scored. You know, and that's part of the whole travel and water. You know, activity tied together. It's just so so cool. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. Super um, special. So one other thing too is I, I saw on your website and I couldn't get to it. This thing called the Seven Days TV Show, where you go around the world competing against somebody doing stuff in the water, but you don't see them. I couldn't actually click in to view it. What was that? Mm -hmm. Like I was just curious about that. Yeah, it was a pretty cool TV show we did for Inside TV. Um, I did it together with my brother, and it, the whole concept was like seven weeks uh, or seven days. We will like travel. Um, of course, we couldn't film in the seven days, yeah. but um, we will travel to all all over the world. And Kevin will be in Thailand, and I will be in uh, Bolivia, and then we will have to do like the same kind of challenge. Oh, cool. But in a different in a different continent, different country, yeah. and then we'll be competing against each other. And after every <laughs> challenge, we'll be calling, "Okay, how did you do? How did you do?" So yeah, it's been amazing. Like we we spent like two months just traveling the globe, you know. Wow. And it was all pretty short and hectic. But yeah. I went to New Zealand, to Australia, Bolivia, Peru, um, to France, to the most beautiful places. And I was like, "Whoa, this is so insane to be able to make a TV show like this." Yeah. And 
be able to go to these places where you would normally never go and do these activities that yeah. you also would never do, go, you know, or do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I really like At one point, we went even to Canada <sighs> and I had to do a uh, skeleton. You know, we're lying on this little sled and oh, you go yeah. Yeah. down no this way. Uh, slope. <laughs> oh my God, that went so, I was like, yeah, yeah, sure, I'm going to do it. So and I was starting to lie down and like this much with your chin off the ice. Huh? No way. You have the helmet and it was all yeah. like foggy because I was, of course, like a bit nervous yeah. about the whole thing. Sketchy. And then the only, yeah, the only advice they gave, yeah, just lie down like a, like a sack of potatoes and you'll be fine. <laughs> And I'm like, are you ready? Yeah. And they gave me a push and I was like, oh, and the G-forces, you can't even put your head up. You're just like, Ooh. No way. And it's the corner <laughs> and you're like, whoa, it's nuts. It's totally crazy. But yeah, like something like that I would normally never do. Yeah. But you kind of get pulled out a little bit out of your comfort zone and get to do this new stuff. And yeah, it's been a super, super, super cool journey. How fun. So just a bunch of random activities and places yeah, you said you you may never go doing things you probably may never do, you know. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> how cool! It's really really cool, and especially doing that with your brother, you know. And yeah. The final, the final was in Canada, and we had to challenge there in time against yeah. each other, and uh, it's just to be able to do that with him is just very special. As yeah. we have such a close band, as we all, as we started kiting at the, right at the same time, and. We get along so well, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so how about, of all of this, like the competing, the traveling, all the neat things you're doing, how do, how do like the great sponsors you have fit into this and really make it possible for you? I mean, talk about, A, the sponsors you have and, and really why they're special and like, um, you know, how they really help you do all these really cool things. Yeah, well, I'm sponsored by uh, Mystic and by Nash. Um, Mystic is actually based in Holland. Mm, cool. <laughs> they're uh, um, they're they're making like they have a small clothing line and mm-hmm. they're really good in like wetsuits and harnesses. And then Nash from Robbie Nash, mm-hmm. obviously um, the guys, the boards. So yeah, they've been yeah they pick well Nash picked me up since I was like a grom, like when I was talking about Maui. Yeah. yeah. When I was fifteen, I think the year after they they started sponsoring me and. Yeah, they they supported me and picked me up and brought me to these photo shoots and made it made me able to um, made it possible for me to do these contests and actually grow as an athlete. And so did Mystic. Um, before Mystic, I was with O'Neill for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, working together with these uh, sponsors, like setting up um, photo shoots, like all of this, we also do a lot by ourselves, like as athletes. Everybody thinks, yeah. oh, they have maybe a PR, a PR or whatever. No, we all, everywhere I go, I try to get a photographer and try mm-hmm. to write an article, try mm-hmm. to send it out to the magazines. And of course, try and stay very active on social media. So yeah. a lot of people think I'm just having uh, a holiday time and always traveling from there yeah. to there. But people forget <laughs> about that I'm actually also sitting every morning behind my computer yeah. to answer emails, do interviews, uh, get your own social media going, uh, right. think about maybe potential vlogs that I can make. And mm. yeah, so people kind of sometimes forget a bit and they can be a bit frustrated that they just think I'm just kiting and I'm not doing anything else. But right, right. There's so more, you know, you're also having to deal with your sponsors and uh, making sure that you, you make good deals and you make improvements and right. keep them happy. And yeah. It's a full-time oh, yeah, it's job. A, it's a, yeah, it's a full-time job. Yeah, yeah. people forget about it. Oh, you're a kite surfer. You're dreaming. Yeah. Uh, 
in your dream life. Yeah, of course it's a dream life, but it's also a job, you know? Right, right. Yeah, good yeah. for you. And it looks like you're doing really and well. I mean, job, though. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, you got this great website and a lot of interviews and cool sh shots. So it looks like what you're, you're doing what you're supposed to. I mean, it's just there's so much neat information that you're sharing out, and it made it easy for me to just, you know, find all these neat things and stories about just your day-to-day your -day life. So then, Shalu, what's kind of next? I mean, we're hitting 2019. Um, what are you what are you thinking about this year? Back on the tour, pursuing a fourth title or or anything else? Any epic trips or what's it looking like for you? Um, yeah, definitely some uh, epic trips. Um, I'm gonna focus more on the whole exploring thing. Mm. Um, I would love to go to some real new locations. Uh, I've never been to Fiji. That's a place which is definitely on my wish list to go to. Yeah. Um, I'm actually not going to compete this year. Mm. Um, or, well, I'm not going to do the full tour anymore. Um, because I've been competing ever since, you know, since I was 14. And I feel yeah. like it's been such a while. And, um, you know, this year I, I knew it was going to be a full tour. So I want to put all my energy mm -hmm. into it. And it, it worked out perfectly. But for next year, I probably gonna pick out the stops that i really want to go to so mauritius is on the list cool. it's not 100 percent confirmed yet but yep. i know i'm gonna go yeah because i just want to compete in this beautiful wave and right. then yeah i'll probably just pick a few that i really want to go to and just still do it because i think it's fun and i like hanging out with the people mm -hmm. and i just kind of need that a bit of competitive uh i'm a competitive person and if i'm just gonna free ride all the time it's like, okay, yeah. what are you training still for, you know? So I, I really need that. And then besides that, yeah, I'm just going to I'm gonna work on some project, but I'm not going to tell you too much about that yep, yet. Yep, but I want cool. to work on some, some personal nice. documentary style projects. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be busy with that for the next, next few months as well. That sounds awesome. Cool. Well, uh, I really appreciate you sharing so much and you're doing a lot of really neat things and uh, we'll just keep tracking you, maybe even chat with you when you get your projects released in the later this year or next year yeah, or something. Sure. But uh, again, I just want to thank you so much for sharing and you're, keep it up. You're doing epic things. It's inspirational and you are, you're just, I love what, look at seeing the sh sh photos of you just ripping these waves. It's pretty, it's really cool. So Thank you. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure. <laughs> that was awesome. Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. Cool. Cheers. Hey there. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. We really appreciate all the support. Uh, if you like what you heard, uh, please, you know, uh, hype us up on social media. Always appreciate, you know, spreading the word. Uh, give us a nice little rating on the uh, your podcast app. And uh, just keep tuning in. If you're interested in being on the show and sharing some of your life stories, uh, hit me up, Josh at thisoceanlife.tv. You can PM me uh, on uh, Facebook or Instagram. Anyway, thanks again for being here and uh, have a great day.